0: Esther chapter 4, go there with me in the word of God. Thank you for having your Bibles, being in place, and looking forward to what God will say to us from his precious word. Aren't you glad he's always got something to say? (laughs) Let's make sure he's got someone to say it to. We're listening, ears open, hearts attentive to what God is saying to us. Back in Esther chapter 4, to provide our context where we were last week and where we'll be this week. Let's look at verse number 12. They told Mordecai Esther's words. Here they are. After Mordecai received the words from Esther that if I do what you tell me to do, I'm going to have to go before the king. And if he doesn't call me and doesn't hold out the golden scepter, I'm going to be killed. And Mordecai responded and said, well, since you put it that way, don't go. No, they don't have it. Mordecai commanded Esther, think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if they all together us thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place where thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Probably the most powerful verse in all of this book. It's not just good for this book, it's good for us. Then Esther bade them return, Mordecai, this answer. Are you watching this? It's almost like a ping pong game, right? Word goes from Mordecai to Esther, from Esther to Mordecai, from Mordecai back to Esther, now Esther back to Mordecai. Go gather all the Jews that are present in Shushan. Fast ye for me. Neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise. And so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way. And did according to all that Esther had commanded him. Let the church say amen. Father, I have thy blessing to the reading of your word. Cleanse me of sin, empty me of self, and fill me with your spirit. Help me to be a blessing. Thank you. Thank you for the trials that drive us to the solid rock. Now help us, Lord, to stand on you. In these next few moments, would you give us ears to hear and hearts to listen, and then give us a will to live what we learn. For thy glory and for our good, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Say the theme of this book with me. God is working behind the scenes. Say it again. God is the one more time. Nice and loud. God is the now say amen if you believe it. Amen. Yeah. There's only one way to believe that. It's by faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hmm. Not hard, not difficult, not a stretch, not unlikely. Impossible to please God. What, sir, is not of faith, is of sin." So you can't please God without faith because there will be many times when what you're doing for God is not because you can see God or you can see what's happening. You must believe that God is Hebrews 11, 6 and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. This was true of the saints, the children of God that didn't have a Bible. It's true for those of us that do have a Bible. We must walk by faith and not by sight. We must know that he, was, he is always working. I was reading and sending to someone this week the lyrics of that great song that I'm often reminded of. God is too good to be unkind. He's too wise to be mistaken. So when you don't understand and you can't trace his plan and you can't see his hand, trust his heart. I must believe that he's doing what he does, not because I can see it, but because he's God. And This is a story that is manifesting that truth of God over and over and over and over again and the good thing about the Bible although it was written years ago about characters who lived years ago is that it is written about a God who still lives today he changes not he's the same yesterday today and forever it's hard to find people that don't change it's hard to find things that don't change it's hard to buy something that will work just as well five years after you bought it as it did when you first bought it but I'm glad that God is just as good today as he's always been so in Esther chapter four we are watching this story remind us again and again that God our God is working behind the scenes we saw the evil plot of Haman in chapter number three and then we saw the engaged perception of Mordecai we saw that when the wicked man devised a plot it was important for the godly man to have perception we've been saying this over and over again on multiple fronts, as we look at the scripture, it's important for us, those of us that are believers, that while the devil continues to devise his plots, that we are aware, that we are awake, that we are attentive, we need to know what the devil's doing so we know how to respond properly. Amen. You ain't going to get the devil to quit being devilish, but you don't want to be devilish with him. And so Mordecai is fully engaged, he knows what's going on. Chronicles puts it like this. The the sons of Issachar had understanding of the times. They were aware of what's going on. Ladies and gentlemen, it's 2023. You need to understand the times. The devil is not new, but he's coming up with schemes and all kinds of plots and all kinds of evil designs. It's important for us to be engaged spiritually. Painfully, he detected it. He, he prompted it, prompted a dismay in him. His passionate demonstration was to put on sackcloth and ashes and to show his mourning for what had happened. Why? This man, this evil man, had plotted to kill all of the Jews, of which Mordecai was and Esther was, and a whole bunch of people were. And there they were under a decree that had devised their demise. How many of you know it ain't over till God says it's over? <laughs> And so he publicly displays it. The prevalent distress shows that all the Jews had a problem with it. Prominent delivery, it gets up to Esther that Mordecai, her guardian, is displaying his sorrow over this plot. By the way, when you stand up and mourn sin, somebody's going to hear about it. You, you, you don't have to promote your own agenda. You don't have to blast it everywhere. You don't have to toot your own horn. When you take a stand against evil, it will pass through the great mouth. People will hear when you stand for what's right against what's wrong. Somebody say amen to that. Provoked a disturbance. A powerful directive from Esther is that he put on different clothes. You're not supposed to be in the king's court. You're not supposed to be near the palace dressed like that. I'm trying to tell you when you live for God, you get serious about God, it will have you breaking all kinds of protocol. And you can't be doing what, what people do and do what's normal. I'm not saying you all to break laws. You all to act a fool. I'm just simply saying when something hits your heart for Christ's sake, you don't check to see what everybody's doing. You do what the Spirit leads you to do. And so this persistent decline of Mordecai's no I won't take those clothes I put these on on purpose amen last week I reminded us anything we do on purpose we should never let somebody get us not to do listen if you ever get a biblical reason for doing something don't let somebody give you a carnal reason to quit say that again if you got a biblical reason for doing something don't accept a carnal reason to quit everybody understand that you share the gospel because God said so. Don't let some carnal person tell you not to share it. If you're standing for right because God said don't, don't said so, don't let some carnal person tell you not to do it. It's amazing how we get spiritual reasoning to do things and we get carnal reasons to stop what we had spiritual reasons to start. God help us. Never let the carnal overtake the spiritual, the requested purpose of, of Esther is why are you doing this? To reveal predicament of Mordecai because they're trying to kill us. Haman is trying to kill us. He sends word back to her about that. And of course, the resolute plea is from Mordecai to tell Esther, please, please. She needs to go to the inner court. She needs to go see the king. She needs to tell him to not allow Haman and his plot to destroy us. And Esther's response, her reiterated plight is this. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. This is what she's saying. Mordecai, I hear you. I hear, I know what you're telling me to do. I know what you're telling me to do. You're telling me to go to the king, make supplication to him, make a request before him for our people. But she says to him, it's not that easy. Whosoever man or woman comes to the king's inner court is not called. Verse 11, here's the text. There is one law to put him to death except to the king shall hold out the golden scepter that he may live, but I have not been called to come into the, to the king these 30 days. In other words, I hear what you're saying, but if I go and he doesn't hold out the golden scepter, I'm going to die. And I'm going to tell you, I ain't been there recently. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen him, so so the odds for him to receive me are even smaller because it's been it hadn't been thirty days since I've been to see. You know, listen, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but it's just not that simple. Come on, let's be honest. Sometimes we understand what God is telling us, but when we think about what He's telling us and how hard it is, we ponder whether we really want to do it. I hear you, Pastor. I heard the message. I hear the Holy Ghost. I hear the conviction. I hear you Bible, I see what you're saying. I hear you, Lord. I know you're telling me to stand right. Young people are sitting in the room, and I hear you, Pastor, stay pure until you get married, and don't hang around the right kind of friends, and don't give in to peer pressure. You single adults, wait on God's choice, and you, Cope, fight the good fight, and and live a marriage that's upstanding before the Lord, and and dress right in a wicked world, and stand for God in an immoral society, and and do right in a postmodern philosophical world. I hear you, Pastor. I read the same Bible you're reading. I'm just telling you, it ain't that easy. Could you please tell me when it ever was? Well, you just don't understand, it's 2023, listen to me, it was Genesis 6, it wasn't easy for Noah. You think you're the first generation that lives Christianity in a tough predicament? As Listen, from the time they ate that fruit, it wasn't easy, and let me tell you something, they seemed to not think it was easy before they ever ate it. I mean, with no flesh, they still couldn't pull it off, no peer pressure. Listen to me, just Eve and Adam and the serpent, and they couldn't get it done. And you and I think that we can use the excuse that we're living in the worst generation. Listen to me, and in Babylon, it wasn't easy. Let me tell you something against the Philistines, it wasn't easy. When David was leading, it wasn't easy. When these men that turned the world upside down were living in a world after Jesus Christ had just been crucified, and now the target was on their back, it wasn't easy. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't serve God because it's easy. We serve God because it's right. Amen. Amen. And so he's he's just she's just telling him this I'm in a plight, and then he responds back with a realistic perspective. Here no. think not, verse 13, here it is, with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. Here, here's what he's saying. Do you think, Esther, that by your refusing to do what you need to do, you're gonna get off the hook? Isn't that how the flesh works in our mind? Boy, doing doing right's hard. Doing right's hard, God. I hear what you're telling me, God. But it's really, really hard to do right. And Mordecai sister, you think if you decide to take a pass at this opportunity that we're going to die and you're going to live? You think, listen, you think because you're a Jew in the palace and we're a Jew in the streets that we're going to die and you're going to Let me tell you something, Esther. You can run, but you can't hide. Eventually, you being a Jew is going to come out. Listen to me, You're going to do right or not, but either way, you're going down with us. Look at me, folks. You're going to do right or not. I'm going to do right or not. We're going to do right or not. Just because we say, Lord, I I can't take that stand. I can't do that. It's just too hard. Don't think you're going to get off the hook. Don't think because you take a ball and don't swing at it. Don't think the devil's going to go, well, since you didn't have enough nerve to swing at it, I'll just leave you alone. Listen to me. Inaction is worse most times than wrong action. Realize Realize your perspective, Esther. Look at this. You cannot bypass this. For if thou altogether, verse fourteen, holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. Hey, 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 hey Esther. Let me let me say this to you as honestly as I can. If you don't do it, God can get somebody else. Turn to the person beside you and say, "God doesn't need you." And tell the person beside you to just say it to you. He don't need you either. Now, we're saying that to each other. But we don't act like it. So, 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 some liar whispered in our ear, if I don't do it, nobody can do it. Man, I got to do, hey, 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 listen, listen. Here's what Mordecai is saying to Esther. Esther, I'm imploring you to step up to the plate and swing at the ball, but I'm trying to tell you something. You strike out, God's got another batter. Let me tell you something, let me tell you something. If you and I want to miss the opportunity to stand for God, let me tell you something. God can find somebody else. He can. He has, he does, he will. Listen, but thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. He's trying to have her realize a, a realistic perspective here. Listen to me. You can't bypass doing right. You're not going to get off the hook because you hide your, your your genealogy while the rest of us get destroyed. You're going to go down with us. And if you don't choose to take a stand, God will find somebody else to do it. But here's what happens, Esther. You're going to miss the blessing. Biggest loser when I do wrong is me. The one that misses out the most when I do right is me. I'm I'm the one I'm the one He, he said then shall their deliverance arise from another place but thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed ladies and gentlemen the chance to stand for God is not one you want to pass on the chance to stand for God is not one you want to dismiss the chance to stand for God is not something you want to delay there's nothing please hear me tonight there is nothing in the world there's no fulfillment that money can purchase there's no feeling that anything in the world can rival. There is no comparison in life than standing in your place and living for God, than stepping up to the plate and taking a stand. There's nothing like the feeling that God gave me an opportunity to bring glory to his name and I took advantage of it. Equally, there's nothing like missing it. There's nothing like missing it. And then not only this realized perspective, this realistic perspective, but notice the realized providence. Next three words, and who know it. Say it with me, and who know it. Say it and who know it. Say it again. Say it again. Now listen, please. Here's the prospect, right? We're talking about the realized providence of God. It it, it, it comes first of all in prospect, right? Who knoweth? This is a question mark. Who knows just whether or not the whole reason your pretty, pure, prepared self got into the palace was for this moment. Hmm. Now, get this tonight. The prospect only gets realized when you have the proper performance see, see you can't discover the prospect you can't you can't truly realize the prospect of God's providence unless you properly proceed with your performance. Here's what he's saying. Esther, it could just be. It might just be. There's a strong possibility. Just maybe, just maybe, just maybe, just maybe when your daddy and mama passed away and I ended up raising you and we ended up in Persia as a result of captivity and we ended up still being here and just maybe God had us here under Hazard heirs and just maybe he kicked the queen out of the palace and just maybe he had to replace her and just maybe them servants that didn't even know you came up with a plan that he get all the pretty girls in the kingdom to come in and find out which one he liked them and just maybe he had to have virgins come in and just maybe you kept your purity and were a virgin and just maybe you happened to be alive when he made that law after he fired his wife and just maybe your pretty pure prepared self got in the palace and pleased the king and just maybe he picked you out of all those other maidens and just maybe you're in the palace as his queen, and just maybe Haman got promoted, and just maybe he came up with a plan, and just maybe Mordecai wouldn't bow down, and just maybe Haman hated him, and just maybe Haman came up with the law to kill everybody like Mordecai, and just maybe the Jews have been destined to be killed, and just maybe the date has been set, and just maybe this man is so excited about these gallows that he's made, and just maybe all the stage has been set, and just maybe it looks like it's all over so that your pure, pretty, prepared self could step up and make God look good. Here's what I'm telling you, when going to find out unless you go. We'll never know. Can I ask your question. Are you comfortable serving God? Never, ever finding out what his perfect will was. All right. Then don't do anything. Yeah, yeah, but but, pastor, I'm, on a lot of, I'm under a lot of pressure. How are we going to find out if that pressure wasn't all providence if you sat there? Why sit we here until we die? Why sit we here until we die? Why sit we here until we die? Well, if we go back into town, don't nobody want to. We, we're lepers. Nobody got anything for us. If we go into the camp, they're going to kill us. They're serious. Oh, but but I'll tell you one thing. We're just going to sit here. We're going to die. Four lepers, man. We're going to rise. Why are we going to rise? Because if we're going to die, we're going to die trying something. Here's, 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 here's what Mordecai's trying to say, Esther. Sit in the palace and do nothing. You're going to die. Well, well, if I go to the king? I might die too. At least you die trying. And by the way, it could be that you're not going to die. It could be that when you go to the king, you're going to find out he's going to hold out that golden scepter. He's going to let you in. You're going to talk to him. He's going to listen. The decree's going to be changed. God's going to get the glory because the whole reason you up in that palace is not so you can feel what it looks like to be queen. It's in there so you can save a people for the glory of God and the good of others. Who knows? Who, know, who knows if he didn't move you to Washington, D.C. Or who knows if he didn't put you in that neighborhood? Who knows if he didn't set you in that school? Who knows if he didn't put you at that job so you could get on that metro on that very morning to sit next to somebody who needed to hear about the Lord Jesus Christ because Muhammad and Buddha and Mary couldn't cut it? Who knows if God didn't set you in this church to meet somebody so you can marry that somebody to have those children? Who knows if God didn't put you where he put you, send you to that Bible college, place you in that position, put you on that job, let you go through that trial, well it don't feel good it doesn't seem right I don't like what's happening that's why you're not God but who knows he didn't bring you to this spot in February 2023 for such a time as this I tell you one thing you ain't gonna never know if you keep sitting there talking about but it's hard You listen the prospect is never discovered till the performance hmm. now get this and I'm gonna quit the rallied people Here's the rallied people. Tell Mordecai this. Go gather all the Jews at this present. And Shushan, fast for me. Don't eat, don't drink, night or day. 16 is where we are, verse 16. Here I like this too. This is free. I also and my maidens will fast likewise. Here, here's what Esther says. I'll let you go home. Here I'm going to rally some people. And here's, here's what the rally says. I want them to Make a sacrificial inconvenience. That means fast, and I want them to have spiritual intercession. That means pray. Sacrificial inconvenience. Watch this. Watch this stuff. He's, she's saying this thing is so important. You have to give up something. Somebody asked me recently. I think it was last week, week before. Hey, this fasting stuff. Is this serious? I said, Yeah. Is it in the Bible? Yeah. Why anybody do it? Well, ask about thirteen thousand other things in the Bible. People stop doing. You know why people stop doing it? Because it's sacrificially inconvenient to fast. You know why? Because we love food. You know what? You know what fasting does. Fasting says to God, "I'm so serious about what I'm praying about. I'm willing to give up something to get a hold of Your attention." sacrificial inconvenience coupled with spiritual intercession remember the disciples were trying to heal somebody and Jesus said this kind coming by prayer in fact you couldn't do it because you weren't serious enough some things are so serious God ain't going to listen to you inconvenience yourself combined with intercession notice the involvement here surrendered involvement on Esther's part I also and my maidens will fast alike. I'd like to get to that last part, but I won't. But I will say this. I also and my maidens will fast likewise. You know what I found out? I found out Christian people are good for asking people to pray for them. They ain't praying themselves. Fast for me. I tell you what, I really need you to get a hold of God for me. I really, listen, I need everybody and their mama to be praying. Make sure you're included in the everybody and their mama. I'm troubled in my spirit when I'm praying harder for people's needs than they are. I'm asking people to pray harder for me than I pray for myself. Bless God in the morning. Listen, early tomorrow morning, I'm going to meet God at the throne room on behalf of other people. I hope that those people are at the throne room themselves. Some people are praying for me. I mean, this church is praying for their pastor. But should you be praying for your pastor more than the pastor praying? Esther Esther said, listen, I am not about to ask you all to give up your food and get on your knees while I won't give up mine and get on mine. Hmm. Listen, if I were you, if I were you, and I'm not, but if I were, I'd get on everybody's prayer list I could get on that I knew how to get a hold of God, that I knew, knew how to get a hold of God. You know what I mean? Some people prayer list, you might as well not even worry about getting on. Amen. Some people don't get a hold of God. And some people say, I'm praying for you, and they're lying. It's just a phrase. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Listen, listen, I'm going to tell you something. When your pastor says he's praying for you, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you when you're not praying for you. I want you to do something. I want you to do something when you leave here tonight. I want you to thank God for everybody that has you on their prayer list. Tell them. I believe I'm alive because of prayer. That's why I'm so committed to prayer. There's no area in my life that God has more revolutionized in the last three years than my prayer life. Fervent, earnest, and still in progress. Thank God for everybody that has your name on their prayer list. Here's what I want you to do starting tomorrow morning. Put your name on your own prayer list. You look on this thing right here. Whole bunch of names. You think these names are here because we got a piece of paper that we need to fill it up and decorate it? These names are here because there are really people need to be saved. Somebody say amen. There are really people have special needs. Somebody say amen. There are really people that have health needs. Somebody say amen. There are really people that have other needs. Somebody say amen. Now, as some people been on this list 10 years. They've never been here one Wednesday night to pray for themselves. God help us. Esther says, I'm I'm getting ready to go before the king. Mordecai, tell every Jew in Shushan to get on their knees and pray for me. And by the way, ask them to fast while they pray. But guess what? While they are praying and fasting, guess what me and the girls are going to be doing? Praying and fasting. Because I will not ask Christian people to go further for me than I'm willing to go for myself. It's time to step it up our Christian game we listen we are leaning on the spirituality of other people to carry us through and it's about time we raise the bar on ourselves that others have already attained because nobody in your Christian life should you implore to go further for you, then you'll go for yourself. That's why we're so easily offended. Huh? We're so easily offended when our Christianity is challenged. A hard message, a word from a loving peer, a spouse, a parent, a pastor, a friend that says, you need to stop. Step up your spirituality, and the first thing the flesh says, who you think you are correcting me? Listen to me. You'd be less sensitive and quick to react to the challenges of other people when those challenges didn't push you any further than you were already challenging yourself. I and my maidens will pray and fast like." Next Wednesday, let's look at the last phrase in the end of the passage of Scripture. You can't get to the end of that verse unless you join your prayer partners who are praying for you in prayer for yourself. Our Father, we love you and we bless you. Give us a greater commitment to prayer personally. than just asking others to pray intercessorily for us. Pastor God is working on me about me. Pastor God is working on me about me. And I pray that I would challenge myself to match the level of intensity that many have other have already attained to on my behalf. Pray for me. God is working on me about me. If that's you. Would you put your hand up all over the room? God bless you. All over the building and to God be the glory. Well, if we're not letting him work on us about us, <laughs> we're in trouble. Deep, deep trouble. God bless you all over the room. God bless you. Praise the Lord. If you're here tonight you don't know the Lord, would you let somebody show you how you can go to heaven? We're not asking you to do something we've not done. We know him. And <laughs> he He's worth getting to know. Father, we love you. We bless you. Magnify your name. Keep doing what you do in and through us for your glory and for our good. In Jesus' name and for his sake.